Southwestern family of companies welcomes you to the Action Catalyst. Each week, our diversely and amazingly accomplished guests share their insights and inspirations to help us ignite our own. So let's invest attention together to breathe, to reflect and refocus, and decisively defeat that voice we call Mr. Mediocrity. Then let's enjoy moving forward to make a positive difference in our world. We are excited to share our guest with you today, Chris Spurvey. He is a sales mentor, author, podcast host, and speaker from Newfoundland. After consciously choosing entrepreneurship as a means to create a better life for his family, Chris realized that negative beliefs about sales were holding him back from taking his ventures to the next level. He saw this as a major hurdle to not only his businesses, but the businesses of virtually every other entrepreneur. Chris went to work on himself and found a way to sell that felt right. He published his book, It's Time to Sell, Cultivating the Sales Mindset, founded Make Sales a Habit University, and today is a growth advisor to business owners and their management teams throughout the world. Chris's newest venture is Dockridge Digital, a technology consulting and product development company focusing on helping businesses leverage digital to serve their customers. Enjoy this episode. Well, welcome to the Action Catalyst. We are very excited today to have Chris Spurvey with us. Chris comes from Newfoundland to us. So thanks for joining those of us that are way down in the deep south, Chris. <laughs> Thank you, Dan. It's a pleasure. I'm excited. This should be a great, uh, great time getting to talk to you. Well, we're, we're really excited about this. You, you have a very distinguished career as a, a sales leader, as a sales consultant, as an author, a podcast developer, so many ways that you've helped people. Can you share just a little bit about some of the major pivots in your career and some of the major influences you met along the way that helped speed your path? Yeah, it's a great question. Uh, it's a term that I've been using recently that I've uh, that I learned from a dear friend of mine, Price Pritchett, uh, is the the words quantum leap. Uh, and I've zeroed in on actually eight or nine of these quantum leaps that I've made in my life. Uh, but I like also like your word pivot. Uh, but I mean, you know, I I was uh, graduated university and went into a career uh, in marketing. Uh, realized that that was kind of not going to fulfill the, the vision I had for myself and my family. I then dovetailed into a sales career, uh, which where really where I you know learned the the falling down and picking myself back up and uh, and finding a way to sell in a way that was unique to me. And then I ended up building a consulting business. Uh, which we sold in 2013 to KPMG. Uh, and so I was vice president of sales for KPMG. Um, and then in 2017, well, maybe 2015 was when I created a new vision, uh, which was taking my story, my experiences and helping other people. So I authored a book, as you mentioned, um, which led me down a whole different path, uh, which really is the foundation of what I'm doing today, which is helping Entrepreneurs, uh, leaders, sales, uh, business leaders sell their their wares in a way that's authentic to them and feels good. To, good, you go to bed at night feeling good about what you're doing. So I've managed to build now a new consult a consulting business uh, in and around helping organizations effectively sell. Oh, that that sounds great. And obviously, yeah. you come from the standpoint of deep personal experience and having to develop a style that made you feel good in your core as well as in your checkbook. And, yeah, uh, no, absolutely. And the, the two of them go hand in hand, I would argue, you know? Right. Well, your book yeah. is called It's Time to Sell, 
about how to cultivate a sales mindset. One of the things I was really interested in was how you discuss what appears to be a conflict in some people's minds. In other words, many of us grew up under the moniker ABC, always be closing, that we need to win the business. And yet at the same time, relationships with our clients are so really important. And sometimes those appear to be in conflict, but you don't see that they're in conflict at all. How, how do you resolve those two? And what would you guide any of us that are trying to build our businesses? Yeah, well, I guess, the, uh, you know, the, the, there is a premise. Uh, and the premise would be that uh, you believe in what you are selling or uh, you're offering. Uh, and there's always a right time and a wrong time uh, for a buyer to engage uh, with you, you know, in terms of an active uh, financial transaction. Uh, and it's just a matter as a seller to find the right time and to be there uh, when the time is right and to be top of mind, you know. And you mentioned the always be closing. Uh, I prefer to take a step back. And, and you know, I, I have a saying in my own life that for every door that closes, it first has to be opened. And uh, so let's, as human beings, focus on the open, which is the building of a true win-win, authentic, genuine relationship uh, where you are problem solving uh, and being of service to your prospective buyer, um, helping them make a decision. Uh, in their best favor, uh, best interests. And if that decision is in your favor as the seller, then great, that's the reward. Uh, but I, I, I think, I truly believe the reward uh, comes as a result of piling on the service. I believe it was Earl Nightingale used to say, uh, you know, uh, we are, there's a lot of people out there sitting in front of the cold fireplace waiting for heat and they don't realize they need to pour on the wood in order for it to get the heat. Um, so I believe as entrepreneurs, as sellers, our focus should be on the piling of the wood, uh, which is the, the service end of the spectrum. Does that right. make sense? Yes. Yeah. So putting service out there before rewards eventually leads to the rewards and in fact is its own reward. Yeah, you got it. Well, that's exactly right. You, you, the reward comes from the, the, the mindset that you've actually solved someone's problem and, and that'll show up in your checkbook, as you mentioned. Mm -hmm. uh, but, uh, you know, and, and I don't want to be sounding too Pollyanna if that's the right word, but I think what I have proven is that when you truly do engage uh, in that mindset, uh, I've never found somebody who's not rewarded. Uh, mm -hmm. So let's, let's stay focused on the, the service end of the spectrum. Right. You also said it's important that you believe in your service, that you believe in your product, that you believe Absolutely. in yourself. We yeah. have an, an ancient saying in our business that selling is really a transference of feeling. Mm. And if my feeling is, if I win, you lose, that's going to transfer. That's if my right. feeling is, you win, I lose, that's going to transfer. That's but it has right. to be a we both win. Otherwise, there's no point in us having a business relationship. That's right. Exactly. And I And I think that uh, sales historically has gotten a bad name because of the fact that people are being hired as quote unquote salespeople and they're out there doing stuff they don't necessarily believe in. And that's what dictates tactics uh, that go against human nature. And that's why it's bubbled up to a point where so many people are fearful of sales because they actually believe it's something that they have to do to people. Uh, versus something they do with people mm -hmm. to to advance yeah. both goals, which is so exactly. important. 
Exactly. In fact, one, one of the really good things about social media and the prevalence of reviews is I think it's raised the level of salespeople's game because mm. there's, there's no point in a transaction that you basically take the money and run because exactly. you can never run away from social media. No, <laughs> that's right. It's so true. <laughs> yeah, we're living in a far more, uh, a far better day and age where you can't hide from from being inauthentic and non-genuine and enforcing yourself on people and, and over-promising and under-delivering all of these things. You, you can't run mm-hmm. and uh, because it'll, it will catch up with you. The great boomerang of life will eventually swing its way around and knock you really hard. Yeah, that's very, very true. I like the way you put that, <laughs> the great boomerang of life. <laughs> um, Chris, you, you've been extremely successful and it'd be pretty easy for somebody from the outside to say, well, obviously he never hit any obstacles. He never hit any roadblocks. He's had it easy. Of course you have. Um, can, can you describe maybe some of the feelings you had when you were just trucking right along and then all of a sudden, bam, against something you were not expecting, uh, just a roadblock. You couldn't see it around it. You couldn't see under, you couldn't see through it. What, what mindset did, did you adopt? What, what's the best way to happen when you just hit this unexpected stop? Yeah. Uh, I think it's a great question. I mean, and, and I've had uh, these obstacles, you know, I, I've shared on multiple podcasts before something that I, I actually never shared a whole lot until I got in front of a microphone. Uh, growing up, I never had a very solid fine money blueprint. You know, my mom uh, uh, would be somewhat dictatorship around fi- money. And if you earn the money, you needed to keep it. And I rebelled by spending it. And uh, that led to in my in my very early twenties, uh, my after my wife and I got married, had to declare bankruptcy because we were spending more. We had a history of spending more money than we were making, and and I to some extent I'm extremely grateful that that happened early in life uh, because it was a phenomenal opportunity for me to have a financial reset, uh, and then to look at it from a different perspective and to learn from that and so on. Um, and it's been kind of you know, step. Uh, I I do believe we as human beings have immense capability, and we don't have to grow incrementally. Uh, I mean, I use the words quantum leaps, and I've really zeroed in on a number of quantum leaps that I've taken, whereby I switched my mindset. And you know, I, I do believe optimism is a really big uh, thing. You know, you. Uh, uh, you know, and and people believe pessimism and and optimism are on two different ends of a spectrum, but they're really not. You know, uh, uh, I think the key is we really have to try to stop thinking negatively. Uh, you know, po- positivity is one thing, and we can be very positive and and so on. But really, if we can just stop thinking negatively, we'll do a whole lot more for ourselves. You know, and. Uh, uh, you know, so I guess from my perspective, uh, I've always had the mindset that there's a way around everything, and tomorrow is, a, uh, is another day. I'll, I'll never forget my my picking up my daughter uh, a few weeks ago at her flute lessons, and she jumped up in my truck and she sat down, and she could intuitively feel that I hadn't had the greatest day. And she asked me, "How was your day?" And I, and my my daughter and I have a phenomenal uh, relationship. And I just said, "You know what? Today wasn't. I didn't feel on my game." And I, and she, I, I could feel her to my right, with her putting her arm like this on the uh, console, and she was listening intentively to me uh, and asking me questions. And as she got out of the truck as we got home, she just looked at me and said, "You know what, Dad? Make tomorrow better." 
And uh, it just, for me, it was a very warming sensation. Uh, and I said to myself, you know what? That's all we need to do is just make tomorrow better. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's just a, that's that would be perhaps the mindset that I try to uh, embody for every obstacle uh, that I may face. So learn from the obstacle uh, and then make tomorrow better uh, based on the learnings from that obstacle. Mm-hmm. Aren't we lucky that we have children that can raise us? Yes. <laughs> So true. Yeah. Yeah. My, my daughter is very special. She, she has this intuitive ability and, and I, I would love to believe she gets a little bit of it from me, but maybe it's my wife. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I have two very intuitive daughters and, and a son and they get all the intuition from their mother. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> well, that's, that's great. Yeah. Uh, you know, at the end of your worst day, it is at least the end of your worst day. And, That's right. Uh, and, and yeah, there is, there exactly. is a, another opportunity. Yeah. Um, you know, selling selling your company to KPMG and they're not they're not noted for being bottom feeders. You know, they want no. premier properties. Um, would have been pretty easy for you at that point, Chris, to go into a long glide, time mm-hmm. to coast. Um, obviously you haven't done that. How how do you keep your edge? How do you how do you keep growing and striving when the bottom tier or several tiers of that hierarchy of needs are completely met and fulfilled? Mm, I, I think it's a wonderful question. And I think you are, uh, we, we all have inside of us uh, this uh, hidden desire uh, to be growing. And, uh, you know, I've heard somewhere along the way, and I don't exactly remember where, but if we're not growing, we're dying. Uh, and, uh, it's because the passing of time, uh, will eventually take, take its course, you know, and, uh, all we have, all we have is our minds and our, and our ability to get out there every day and just give it our best shot. I also believe we have inherent within us some deep strengths that, you know, whether you call it God or you call it the universe or you call it whatever, uh, you've been gifted with those strengths, and um, it's our jobs to bring our best selves to the world. Uh, so I guess for me, I've always been, from a very young age, observing my my dad and my mom, and I, and I need to back up. And my, my mom, maybe she did give me that money blueprint that I had to really quickly uh, come to grips with and change, but she, she just shared immense uh, positives with me as well. And the servitude um, and be uh, be always be serving mindset is something that I I certainly got from my mom. Um, so I'm always looking for ways to grow. I never stop. I just am constantly in search of ways to improve myself and improve the people around me. So the acquisition, I mean, yes, that was a, st- a leveling up in my life. Uh, but once I leveled up and and felt the great the the goodness of that leveling up uh i was on to my next thing i don't even know if it was an hour later i was thinking what's next right <laughs> uh and oh yeah no i never even stopped to breathe uh so so i think it's just a mindset and i think we all have it inside of us and we need we all need to have that desire for a better tomorrow than we have today right yeah. i think that's awesome uh, albert schweitzer said if you can find the intersection between your talents and the needs of the world that's where god wants you Absolutely. And uh, I think that's, that's really what you're saying there in a great I way. I love that. That's outstanding. Um, yeah. do, do you have a, a morning routine, Chris, a kind of a habit pattern in the morning? Could you share that with us? I do. Uh, and it's something near and dear to my heart that I learned. I mentioned early in the show, Price Pritchett. Uh, Price is uh, the author of You Squared, 
uh, along. He, he owns a consultancy out of Dallas, Texas uh, called Pritchett. It uh, focuses in on mergers and acquisitions and change management. But he also authored in the late 1980s this book called U Squared, which is a, a cult following. Um, and uh, anyway, through the U Squared and the, his subsequent Quantum Leap uh, Strategy book, um, he outlined a pursuit ritual. Uh, so, you know, and maybe if you'll allow me, you know, you, you, we talked about how there's you always try to be improving, always striving for uh, a better tomorrow than you have today. Well, it all starts with picking an aiming point. And so you pick an aiming point and then you start taking action towards the achievement of the aiming point. And then you work on yourself to so basically you grow yourself into that aiming point and then you start tracking. So this is a pretty simplistic formula towards achieving your aiming point. Now, inside the mind work, is a ritual that I personally follow to answer your question. Uh, every morning I get up and I read my goal. Okay. And for me, it's a vision. I have a one page vision that I read, which is, is, is to, to me tomorrow that I want, but it's written in the present tense. So I read it. It's full of energy, emotions, uh, all the senses and so on. I read that. I then look at a couple of pictures, which depict um, me having achieved my aiming point. And what I do is I take my finger and I lightly trace around the edges of that picture. Now, what does that, that actually serves a purpose because I'm feeling and I'm seeing myself in the picture. And then what I do after I do that, um, I then take a few seconds. And while I'm, I always know while I'm doing it, I'm going to get insights. I'm going to get ideas. And I, I believe uh, someone said uh, ideas are like slippery fish. If we don't spike them. They're going to um, move move away. So I write down the ideas, uh, and then effectively my day begins. And and I know, and I just know that these ideas, these inspirations that come to me in that routine that you've asked me to talk about, and I apologize that this is long. Not at all. I those ideas find their way into uh, my life and into the success pattern that I'm building from that point forward. Right. Right. Um, yeah. I could tell you a story if you like, but I, I, it just it, it, for me it gives me goosebumps of something most recently that's happened to me. Uh, if you'd like, please, please, please do share that because our whole show is about insights and inspiration, and your personal story is a big part of that. So, um, at the base of our brain is something you may have heard of it, Dan, called the reticular activating system. And the reticular activating system is it's it basically filters. Uh, the things that we see, smell, taste, and touch, and it filters them based on stuff that we value, stuff that we may find is dangerous, um, and just c- certain things that might uh, catch up, uh, us off guard. It's why when you're driving down the road and you just, you know, I just bought, draw, bought a brand new Toyota 4Runner a few days ago, and I've been noticing a whole pile of white Toyota 4Runners ever since I drove home, drove home that day. And it's because of my reticular activating system, right? So the, the routine I just described is all about um, engaging that reticular activating system around that aiming point where you'd like to go, all right? So that's why you trace it and you write down your insights and so on. Um, January 3rd of this year, uh, I was just after reading the book, The One Thing by Gary Keller. It's a phenomenal book. If No one's read it uh, if, if for people who haven't read it. Uh, and in the book, he talks about uh, benchmarking and trending. And in that, and the whole concept of benchmarking is if you have a goal 
find somebody who's achieved the goal and then reverse engineer how they did it. And so January the 3rd, I wrote down that I wanted to reverse engineer this gentleman who I never knew from Adam, Price Pritchett in Dallas, Texas. So I spent then a few hours uh, in my January slow time in winter Newfoundland uh, analyzing Price's website, reading his books. I'm looking at my bookshelf, 30 handbooks over on my bookshelf. And um, I reverse engineered everything he did around mergers and acquisitions and change management and so on. August the 28th, I wrote down in my insights journal uh, that I'd like to reach out to Price and I'd like to introduce and invite him to my podcast. So I found his LinkedIn profile and I went on his LinkedIn profile and it said to reach out to his uh, daughter, Kim, for inquiries. So I did that. Silence. Never heard for two months. All of a sudden, uh, about three months ago now, um, a guy by the name of Chuck Beersford, Bradford, sorry, reached out to me and said, I'm vice president of Pritchett. I'd like to love to have a chat with you. So we ended up having a conversation about Pritchett. And what I learned was Price was 78 years old and trying to figure out where to go with his business. Two weeks later, I'm in Dallas, Texas, sitting with Price, strategizing about the future of Price of, of Pritchett. And two weeks ago, I became a partner with Pritchett in uh, Price Pritchett uh, uh, in terms of U squared and so on. Right. So you talk about that reticular act, uh, reti uh, the activating system. That story should be proof that. That little routine I shared with you uh, draws to you uh, everything you need to make your success a reality. So that was January 3rd, and then we're recording this on December 4. So yep. 11 months plus one day after you started that process. That process, and I'm now a business partner with Price Pritchett. <laughs> well, years ago, I read one of his handbooks, I think it was called To a Better World or something like that, that was so okay. impactful, short, simple, sweet, and powerful. And it's great that he's got a young whippersnapper like you to help move it to the next level. Yeah, absolutely. You know, <laughs> and, and this is a, you know, I don't know if people, this is U squared um, for people who aren't are seeing the video portion of this. Mm -hmm. um, another phenomenal piece of work. And I, I really recommend this one is the unfolding. Uh, this is an amazing piece of work. Um, anyway, as you can tell, I'm passionate about uh, where I'm to as it pertains to this opportunity. Well, and, and that's awesome because it's going to extend a tremendous body of work, an impactful body of work, and expose it to a whole new audiences as well as take it in new directions. So well done to you. Yeah. And that's a great thing it. for Price Pritchett. Yeah, um, but it's a great example of a quantum leap, right? It and is. That's, now I have a tool, uh, a toolbox at my disposal as a, par a partner that I can now leverage to take it to the next level, share Price's message, leverage up, and so on. So I think it's pretty cool. Well, and to point out to our listeners, uh, as you were going through that morning routine, you take these visions and these um, aiming points and you say them out loud and you say them with yeah. emotion. You see the image, you trace it with your fingers. So you pull all of our different senses and our ways of learning into that process instead of just Absolutely. a singular one, which is only taking a couple of the arrows out of our quiver. So I think that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, um, absolutely. Chris, you know, as we wrap up, um, we've got some listeners right now that are just humming and drumming. Everything's going awesome. But we've got some others that are facing what they perceive as kind of insurmountable obstacles. They're, they're discouraged. Maybe their funding has run out. Maybe they're in a personal crisis. They're just not sure where to turn. What, what words would you have for somebody who's looking at the hand they've been dealt and they have not a single face card? What, uh, what would you recommend? 
I think I well, I guess number one, we don't have we never have an opportunity to, to reshuffle the hand that we've been dealt. Um, and so we can only start working from today on our future. So we need to convince ourselves that tomorrow can be a better day. Um, and then we need to start uh, pursuing with a high velocity action, you know. Um, I believe strongly in the cultivation of a network of people. Um, and so usually I, I'm a big believer in the 80-20 rule, right? For if you sit down and write 100 people that you should surround yourself with, the value is going to come from likely four or five. Um, so, but the key is finding those four or five. And, you know, I have a model that at any given point in time, we're one conversation away from a breakthrough. Uh, so be open and open to, uh, you know, I, I find human nature today in this social media world to be uh, always like electronic, you know, we need to get flesh on flesh and handshake eye to eye and meet people, share our visions, find out what their visions are. And we, we rise together, right? So that's a bit of a ramble, but I, I, I do believe in the philosophy. We can't reshuffle. We have to work with the cards we got, and we can only work on our today. So, you know, pick every, use every day. And maybe if I could share Gary Keller, uh, he operates, and I've sort of adopted it into my daily practice. Uh, today, what is the one thing that I can do such that by doing it, everything else could be easier or unnecessary. And so it really, that very focusing question leads itself to uh, trying to find the best use for our time. And then lastly, I'll uh, repeat, is the finding what your strengths are. If you're, I don't know if, if you're a believer in strengths finder, uh, but uh, Gallup put out this thing called strengths finder and uh, zero in on, find out what your top five strengths are and really really digest them and figure out, you know, what, what are the best, what's the best use of me uh, and uh, focusing on your strengths and you'll level up, uh, but stay true. Uh, you know, I think just too many of us going to restaurants and ordering beef soup and before the beef soup comes, we change it to wonton soup. And then before the wonton soup so it shows up, we change it to chicken soup. And then we get all pissed off because we're wondering why our soup is late. Uh, so we need to focus in on what kind of soup we want and stick, stick with it. And I apologize if the, if I swore there, but, uh, but I'm, I'm passionate about sticking with the aiming point that we want. It's about focus. It's about singular awareness. And then all of those emotional, physical, mental resources all come together. So yeah, it's great. Chris, thank you so much. This has been an enlightening, incredibly rapid time to have this conversation. And we are very grateful for you. Oh, I'm grateful to you. We got deep fast. So that was excellent. Well, you bet. Everybody, the book is called It's Time to Sell, uh, Cultivating a Sales Mindset. We'd recommend that to everybody. And uh, pay attention to Chris Burvey because we know we're going to hear much more from you as you move forward with Pritchett Enterprises in a great way. So, Chris, thank you so much for joining us on The Action Catalyst. We appreciate you. Thank you, Dan. If you enjoy this podcast, please make sure to subscribe. To stay updated on everything that the Action Catalyst is up to, make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Action Catalyst Podcast and Twitter at Catalyst underscore Action. Thanks for listening.